Hello, everyone. Today at our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan, you will have a special treatment. We have with you the only and the best freedom fighter for America, Kelly Shackelford, with the First Liberty Institute. Before I give him the chance to um, say everything that he wants to say about his job and his mission and his fight for America, I will uh, love to welcome all of you, those who know our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan, or those who don't know the Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan podcast, which airs every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Time. You can listen on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcast, Edifee, Podcast Network, and Player FM. Of course, you can watch it on uh, um, uh, YouTube channel. We are glad you are here, and we want you to uh, be strong and courageous and to uh, live a life of uh, significance and success. Significance and success, you will learn, as Kelly Shackelford will share with us, is when you invest in others and when you fight for your freedom and for um, other people's freedom. Our podcast started a long time ago because my readers of my book, uh, Saving My Assassin, you can buy the book at virginiaprotanbooks.com slash product slash book, asked me to train them to live a life of courage. In fact, Kelly Shackelford is one of the people who endorse my book. I am so delighted, Kelly, to be here. I know from your resume you have an absolutely amazing resume. And it's not only that, you have an amazing life, an amazing mission. And I hope our reader will take the values that you will share with us. Let me share with you just a few things. Kelly Shackelford is the president and the chief executive officer of First Liberty Institute. He is a constitutional scholar who has argued before the United States Supreme Court, testified before U.S. House and Senate on numerous landmark uh, First Amendment religious cases. Kelly Schaffer was named one of the 25 greatest Texas lawyers of the past Order Century by Texas Lawyers, and he received the prestigious William Barney Ball uh, Award for Life and Religious Freedom Defense for his leadership and pioneering work protecting freedom. Kelly Shackelford is on the Board of Trustee of the United States Supreme Court History Society. He has been featured in numerous, I cannot will list all of them. I will list just few. National Law Review, Associate Press, The New York Times, The Washington Times, The LA Times, and many, many others. Kelly Shackelford was an adjunct professor of law at the University of uh, Texas Law School and graduated cum laude from uh, Baylor University in 1985 and graduated from Baylor Law School in 1988 with the highest unjust 
GPA in his graduating class. This is just a little bit about the freedom fighter that is Kelly Shackelford and his first Liberty Institute. Kelly, thank you so very much for coming here. You have the floor. I would love for you, if it's possible, to encourage people how you started. Because many people believe that when you start, you have to have the blueprint. Yeah, I uh, really started because uh, uh, the Lord just led me one step at a time. Um, I knew my gifts were in analytical thinking and speaking, and I didn't know if that meant I should be a pastor or lawyer, uh, and really felt like law was my calling. And uh, and so I went to law school, but really still had a heart for ministry. So um, I, uh, I did a lot of things in law school where I was working at my church. And um, after I got out of law school, I, I, I clerked for a federal judge. You do that for a year. You sort of research and write opinions. And after that, you kind of get all the great offers from the big law firms because it's, it's a unique experience to get to see what it's like on the other side of the bench. And so I had all those offers and I just didn't feel like that was what I was being called to do. And I sat in my office, my clerk's office, and I said, well, what do you want to do? And I thought, well, I'd like to use my legal skills because I feel like I've been shown I should do that. But I'd love to help pastors and churches and religious freedoms and our founding principles. And I'd even like to go to seminary. And I laughed because there was no job like that that paid you money. And two weeks later, two uh, big partners and big national law firms called me. I'd never met these guys. And we went to lunch and they said, look, we started donating our time for religious freedom. And we're now getting so many calls it's, it's hurting our ability to make a living. So we were wondering, would you come on, do legal cases, help pastors, churches, religious freedoms, and our founding principles, and you can even go to seminary part-time. And so really that was just God's answering, uh, really, the desire of my heart. And, you know, we just started a nonprofit. I, I, I was making 28000 a year as a federal clerk that year, and these guys pitched in out of their pocket. We started a nonprofit, and 30 year, 33 years later, First Liberty is now the largest nonprofit legal organization in the country that all we do is religious freedom. So it's one of those things that just started really uh, because God started it and just slowly grew each year to where now we have the size that we need to be able to handle. Last year, we had over 700 legal matters. So it's it's the hostility to religious freedom in the country is a lot greater than it used to be. And we're having to fight some pretty major cases. But the, the good news, Virginia, is that we're winning. And uh, we just got back from the Supreme Court, uh, what, two months ago now. We won two landmark religious liberty cases within six days of each other. So uh, some good things are happening. And, and uh, a lot of people don't know uh, that that is happening. But really, it is good things are happening if you care about religious freedom. That it's so true. One is one thing that you mentioned is you listen to God's voice and he guided you and others also listen to God's voice and God put uh, all of you together. So that's one of the things that for young people or people different ages, they might think, oh, I don't know what to do. Listen to God's voice, pray for others to listen, and God will show, show the path. And it's absolutely amazing. And um, 
on on this way uh, i know when i defended christians in in romania and uh, i i do some of the cases now uh, in america what what i admire is the fact that there are clients that are strong and courageous to say i will stand up with you if you defend me what can you say about your clients well, I mean, they're all heroes, really. They're they're standing for millions and millions of other people, um, and I could give you lots of examples. I mean, probably the most recent that a lot of people are aware of is Coach Joe Kennedy. Um, Coach was uh, um, in the Marines for twenty years, got out, and really had never coached before, and uh, was asked to coach really just not to be the X's and O's guys, but to really motivate the young people because that he had a real passion for that. And so he came on and, but he, he said, you know, God, if I'm going to do this, you're going to have to tell me that you want me to do this. And he flipped on the TV that night and there was this movie facing the giants, which is about Christians and coaching. And, uh, at the end of the game, every game, win or lose, they would go to a knee and he, and he, it just really convicted him. He said, that's the pledge I'm making to God. That after every game, I'm going to go to a knee and thank him for the privilege of coaching these young men, win or lose, no matter what happens. And he did that for seven years until they told him the school district found out what he was doing after seven years. That after the game, when everybody's milling around the field, they're they're checking their cell phones, they're making reservations at restaurants, that he was going to a knee by himself to say a prayer. And uh, they told him to stop. And, you know, he... He, they said, if you go to a knee again, we're going to fire you. Well, he went to a knee, he made a pledge to God, and he's an American citizen. He has a right to free speech and the free exercise of his religion. And, uh, and so that started what was a, ended up being a seven-year battle that he had to go through where he couldn't coach, which was his greatest love. Uh, loved coaching those kids and he had a great impact on their life. Um, and so for seven years, I mean, he suffered a lot. Uh, he and his wife, Denise, both. And I watched him. But you know what? He was faithful. And uh, at the end, uh, his decision, that, that Coach Kennedy decision, is the, is the biggest religious liberty decision in 50 years. Uh, it changed a major precedent uh, that was really harming religious freedom most of our lives. And that precedent has now been exploded. It's a case called Lemon. And which really is going to free up uh, people to live out their faith uh, and the way the founders intended. But nobody in the country, so really over 300 million Americans have benefited because one guy was willing to stand up and just be faithful in his situation. So, I mean, all of our cases are like that. These are heroes and it's a privilege to stand with them. And they're doing so not for their own benefit because it almost never benefits them very much. They're doing it always. If you look at their motivation, they're doing it because they realize the principle is important and it will affect millions of other people uh, and their freedoms. And so that's who we represent in all these cases. I just filed a case in the Supreme Court this week, uh, a new one. Um, and it's just a postal worker, just a, one guy. But if he wins this case and we win this case, it will affect every single person who works who is a person of faith because it will provide a level of protection uh, for them that has really been missing for 
25 years because of a really poor, and in fact, a wrong Supreme Court decision that we think will be overturned. And we're hoping that uh, this is the case that it'll happen in this. The name of the case is Groff versus United States Postal Service. But uh, just one person uh, can make all the difference. You know, it's sort of the same way in scripture, right? Uh, Often it's just one person. God just tells one person, just be faithful. And when they are, everything changes. And that's what happens in, in really all these cases that we do as well. You are so right about this, and I am glad that you emphasize that because on my podcast, when I go and speak all over the world, I emphasize this. God changed Romania through me, an under five feet tall girl, uh, uh, under 30 years old at that time, 82 pounds, but God can use each life, uh, each one of our lives here in America and change America and turn America back to, to him. We don't have to wait for a president or for a representative. We like the president and we like the representative to stand on God's principles. But when they don't, God can use one person like like you and me, the, the coach. And it's very, very important what you said is um, it's not for the benefit of the person. That benefit, that person can suffer. I'm sure that the coach suffer, you know, uh, separation from uh, coaching others. I was uh, under house arrest or arrested, beaten and tortured. Other people don't have the salary uh, that remuneration that they have and so forth. But at the end, victory is ours in Jesus Christ. And it takes uh, a client who stands up and it takes a group of lawyers and uh, uh, a ministry like yours, First Liberty Institute, to, um, to take all of this, because each one of us, we are a puzzle, a small little puzzle in the big picture of Christ. So I hope that our audience, our listener will take to heart that their life is important, that God put in them skilled talents, put them in a specific place for a good reason, and he can change uh, America through, through them. Yeah, a, a real easy way, Virginia, that people can do something because um, they are oftentimes they're asking. They might say, oh, I'm not a lawyer. What 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 do I do? Uh, one of the things they can do is, for instance, if they were to go to FirstLiberty.org and just sign up for the insider alert, which comes every Friday um, and will summarize three or four of the biggest sort of battles, cases, victories, uh, new cases, whatever then number one, they can pray for those people like a Coach Kennedy. I mean, when Coach Kennedy walks in the Supreme Court, you know, he needs prayer. Uh, He needs prayer support. And so number one is prayer. But number two, every single person can take these victories and make sure that the people they know are aware of it. Because when we win cases and we, we win a lot of cases, it really doesn't do much good if people don't know that we've won because then people are scared. They're not sure they have these freedoms. They don't know if they can do these things. But if every person, I, I sort of a, like all of your viewers um, uh, and listeners, they can, they can become a Paul or Paula Revere, right? They can tell their friends, hey, look, these cases were just won. This is good news. And the more people hear that, the more bold they're going to be in living out 
their freedoms and living out their faith. And so that's something everybody can do is share the information so that people feel more empowered and aren't intimidated out of their freedoms. You also have, Kelly, on uh, your, your um, First Liberty Institute website, you have uh, resources to prepare people before they go to court, uh, like rights that they have in a workplace, church um, um, rights that a pastor has or uh, the entire uh, community has. Uh, can you talk a little bit about those? Yeah, we have uh, resources um, and we call them religious liberty protection kits for different scenarios. So if you're a teacher, what are your rights? Well, we have a pamphlet on that. If you're a student, if you're in the military, what are your rights to religious freedom? What about the vaccine mandate? Of course, that was a huge issue. We had the really the most extensive um, pamphlet in the country that laid out what the laws were, the protections, what you would do. And, uh, and so we have that for about any issue, including churches, how they need to protect themselves, how, how, they, can, how they need to organize their documents so that they can't come under attack. Um, we just uh, completed one uh, this week that uh, I think will be on the website within a couple of weeks. And this is one for people of faith who are running their business. Um, and what their rights and what their protections are. So whatever your situation, we probably have that laid out so that people can know what, what their rights are. Because again, without that, people can be intimidated out of their freedoms and their rights. And uh, we want people to be able to live their faith freely. Yes, I, I believe that you also have something about um, student rights at school, parents' rights. And it's important yes. for parents to take those resources, uh, share it with others, and also take to school in case they have a situation. And sometimes... I, I love because you just don't go to court all the time. Sometimes you you write a demand letter and you show, you know, the corporation or the school or whatever the situation is, what the rights are and uh, the fact that they are mistaken. And you ask them to correct that. And many times they just said, yes, we learn, we, we correct that. And that's a huge benefit. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's, uh, it, that's one of the reasons uh, that we have the pamphlets. And again, they're digital online as well, uh, where when people go to firstliberty.org, they can find them. It's because people can carry those in with them. Um, and we've had this happen a lot, but i just give one story that's an example. We had a young man uh, in a school who went and, uh, um, and, and said, hey, I want to start a Christian club at my school. And the principal was like, well, I don't know. I don't know about having a Christian club at the school. I know we've got other clubs, but I'm not sure we can do a religious club. And, you know, this guy had had his homework and had gone to First Liberty and gave uh, the, the, the principal a pamphlet. And the principal talked to the attorney and came back and said, well, you know, you're right. I, I didn't realize it, but, I, you know, not only do you have a right to a club, but I can't stop you from having a club. So um, it's just a matter a lot of times of just having the information and people, government officials that don't understand what the law is can be informed and, and can stop uh, there from ever having to have any sort of lawsuit because they just realize, oops, I got to follow the law. Yes, that is so true. 
obviously, we all know we live in a different America than the America I came 30-something years ago. Uh, our, our liberties, uh, um, the government tried to censor our, our freedom and our liberties. Um, I share with people many times because many Americans never experience persecution. Uh, even if they went to socialist country like Romania during the dictator Ceausescu uh, or, or Cuba now or any other countries, the secret is that American people generally are not treated as the residents of that country. So th they don't actually experience on in their life, in their situation. Um, and it's very hard for American people to, uh, to deal with that. It's a new situation. My advice to many of them is be patient with yourself, learn your rights, be courageous and stand up. Um, but when you see also so many of them are so discouraged, so many of them are thinking, why me? Why should I talk? What should I say? What would you say to people and when you see the darkness and um, the, the our freedom being or faith being under attack? Well, you know, I, you probably read this book and seen this book, Virginia, but I, I, I thought a great book on this subject uh, that came out in the United States that I, I really encourage people to read is Live Not By Lies uh, by Rod Dreher, where he goes into all the communist countries and he interviews all these people who lived through communism coming into their country. And really the question is, well, what do you do about it? And the answer is Live Not By Lies, which was Alexander Solzhenitsyn's last essay before he was banned from the Soviet Union, where he said all these totalitarian regimes because exist because everybody is forced to go along with the lies. But he said if enough people, not a majority, just enough people will stand and speak the truth, even if they suffer, this, this totalitarianism collapses. And it tells the story of each of these countries of how that happened. Because I think America knows that we're in danger of that now, too. This Marxism this is pressing in, and we could go the same direction. And the answer that is given in all these other countries is exactly the answer in the United States. It won't happen if enough people will stand and, and fight for the truth and for our freedoms. Because it only happens as if you're kind of forced to go along. And and I can give lots of examples of this, but I think one of, the, one of the obvious ones right now is Americans know the difference between a boy and a girl, a male and a female. But how many people will say what is obvious? And this is one example of how this happens, is people have to stand up and say what the emperor has no clothes only works if somebody will say the emperor has no clothes. So people have to be faithful. They have to speak the truth. As Christians, we do that in love, but we speak the truth and we don't back down from having our freedoms stripped away. And that's why people like Coach Kennedy, people like uh, Gerald Groff, who we just filed uh, in the Supreme Court. I mean, he was a missionary on the mission field, came back, didn't know God was preparing him to be a missionary in the law because he was going to get uh, really let go because he refused to work on his Sabbath. 
And uh, there are federal laws in the United States that say you have a right to be accommodated in the workplace. So his case is going to end up not just being about him. It's going to end up being about millions of everybody who goes to work and whether their employer can fire them because of their faith. Uh, the answer is no, but it, this is a really important case. And so it's him standing up, not being defiant. He, he did everything he could to work it out, right? Coach Kennedy, he tried to talk to them, said, hey, look, you know, I, I'll, you know, I, I made this promise to do a play. They said, well, don't play with the, don't pray with the, uh, the players. He said, well, I, I, that's not my goal. So he waited until they were facing the crowd. And so he could be all by himself. So these are people who were not trying to cause trouble. They just were trying to live their faith. But when they were told, you have to, you have to bow your knee to the government instead of to the Lord, they didn't do that. They were faithful. And yeah. they were respectful, but faithful. And the result of that is not just them. It's everybody else keeps their freedoms. And so that's the importance of Virginia is people have to speak up. They have to stand up or we'll lose what we have. That is so right. You are so correct on that. Many times I remind people when they read my book, Saving My Assassin, to read chapter three several times. It's a story of my uncle who told me when the socialists came in Romania, like uh, the government is trying to make us submit, he and others were too fearful to speak up. He had a business and he thought, I don't want to lose the business. And he took a trip with others to London and returned back later on. Later on, when he returned and the socialists had more power, he um, realized, I need to speak. But at that time, it was too late. They put him in the pit psychiatric hospital to re-educate him in socialists. And I am I am telling people I don't want my friends, not even my enemies, to live the way my uncle lived. He was not able to look at his eyes in, in, in the mirror because there is a time, a specific time, when we have the opportunity to speak. And it will be a time when if you speak, you, you will be killed, you will disappear, you will go to jail and so forth. But in the same time, I am telling people, if you don't have the courage to do it for yourself, think about your kids, look at them and fight for them because it's not fair to cheat them out of the freedom that we receive and we don't want to fight for. Amen. Yeah, that's exactly right. We've just got to be faithful. Um, you know, and when you think of Live Not By Lies and Seltzanitsyn saying that it doesn't take a majority, just enough people who will stand and speak the truth. Who are the people who are not who are going to stand and speak the truth if the Christians aren't willing to stand and speak the truth? So it really is a calling for people who know the truth to speak the truth, to stand up and and realize when, um, you know, and we tell this all the time, if if one government official uh, takes away somebody's freedoms and if they go, well, I don't want to cause any trouble, it's going to get worse. Um, the next person, it's going to be worse than the next person until somebody stands up. So you save a lot of other people, uh, you know, by being uh, uh, willing to, to be faithful in your situation. We have this all the time. I remember I'm thinking of a valedictorian we represented who they tried to tell her that she couldn't mention God in her valedictorian address. And um, 
she was like, well, you know, I don't want to be vindictive. I'm not trying to get them back. And we said, no, no, it's not about that. It's about every other valedictorian who will come after you and whether they will be told. And once she realized she was standing for so many other people, she stood her ground. And uh, in fact, it was a fascinating time, uh, Virginia. She was told by the school district that if she mentioned God, it would violate school policies. And they actually went through and, and, and struck through her uh, statement uh, where she prayed in Jesus' name. And, uh, and so everybody wondered, what's she going to do? What's she going to do? All the media was watching. And she got up because she was chosen by her classmates uh, to, to give the speech at the graduation. And she got up and she said, you know, she said, um, I uh, was told by the school that I can't mention God. Um, and I try to be respectful of my authority, but I was also told, uh, they also wanted to, to, you know, I have my God that I have to be faithful to, and I, I can't refuse to speak his name. So I'm just not going to give a speech at all because I, I can't figure any other way to respect both God and the authorities, which are telling me this wrong thing. And, uh, she stepped down and they gave her a standing ovation because they appreciated her being willing to speak out about what was happening and expose it. And by the time we were done, uh, they didn't do that anymore uh, because it's unconstitutional. But, you know, if you're in that situation, it can be hard. Uh, you know, go along to get along is a lot easier than speaking the truth and standing up. But uh, I think most of the examples in scripture, in scripture weren't exactly go along and get along. They were uh, people like Paul, people like Peter, uh, obviously Jesus, um, who was always loving, but sure caused a lot of trouble because he stood on the truth. And so that's our model. And uh, that's what we're supposed to do. And, you know, it, it, maybe 50 years ago, 60 years ago, it wasn't a big issue. It wasn't that hard. Uh, but now in the cancel culture and everything that's going on, it means something. And so it's kind of a, a greater time for those who know the Lord to be faithful and to make a difference. Yes, you are so right. In my book, I'm talking about fear and faith are contagious. If you are uh, fearful, you will spread fear around you and others will be fearful. If you stand up in God's power under his wing and faithful, your faith and uh, your courage will be contagious too. Amen. Thank you so very much, uh, Kelly, for uh, coming to our podcast. I hope that uh, uh, you will return. You have so many other cases to talk about. I would love to do it, Virginia. Thank you. Well, thank you so very much, everyone, for being here and hearing uh, Kelly Shackelford valuable, absolutely amazing, valuable inputs and resources that you share with us. I hope you will continue to uh, be a courageous leadership with Virginia Pradhan podcast every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Time. You can listen on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Edify Podcast Network, and Player uh, FM. And of course, you can watch it on YouTube channel. Don't forget to send us your questions, your uh, comments, and until next time, God bless you, and don't forget, fear and faith are contagious. It's time for us to be fearless and to remain faithful to God. May God bless you. Bye-bye.